Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We are four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. Episode 26 is in your podcast app. We're the Bama Geeks. How you doing? Hey. I'm Brock. Hey! Hey, Brock. Well, well, hi, hi. <laughs> Howdy. I would say it's been forever since I've seen you, Jess, but all I did was just sit down and you're over there. Hi. <laughs> and you've seen the three of us uh, there, but look at this guy right right here. Look at this hey. guy. Look at that guy. Look, he's, he's here. He's back from the dead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. I am doing a lot better than I was the when you guys did the first episode recording, mm-hmm. uh, the video episode. I was not doing well then. <laughs> so I am glad to be here, though. No, we're, we're glad to finally have you on the video version, man. Welcome. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. quick, uh, quick round table. Say hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Take hi. my wife, please. Hey, hey everybody. Actually, don't take my wife. I love her. Hi, my name's Kevin. I'm a Taurus, and I'm finally here. Oh, Kevin, I'm a Taurus, too. Hey, same here. You're just a bunch of bull. That's all you are. Mm, That's right, man. I'm the lonely Leo. Oh, that's right. We did did talk about that. We did. We did. You're right. (laughs) So, wow. So, yeah, it's uh, episode 26, and it's really an extra special episode for us because we've been doing this for a year now. Wow. wow. Time this flies weekend. when you're having so much fun. Mm. Yeah. This weekend yeah. will be our first anniversary as a podcast. Yay. We made it. One year. <laughs> 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 and we really appreciate everybody who's been hanging in here with us this entire year. It, it means the world to us. We have so much fun every, uh, I would say every other week, but we are getting together a little bit more frequently. We'll plug that at the end of the podcast. This is one of my absolute favorite times every couple of weeks when we can get together and sit down and just be the geeky goofballs that we love to be. That's right. So how are we going to celebrate one year? I'm going to be entirely honest with you. I forgot that it was the one year. Otherwise, I would probably have alcohol here. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) celebrate hey whatever floats your boat man I, i've got my sweet tea with splenda and speaking of that okay brock i don't know if we've discussed this before uh-huh. but i have to make a confession okay okay i have to make a confession go ahead i drink tea as well yes but i'm a southerner and i drink unsweet tea hey my my dad is a southerner from alabama drinks unsweet tea uh we've got a buddy of ours mike mosteller 
Um, he he drinks unsweet tea. It's okay. I I know it's okay, but I'm just saying some people in the South get triggered. Well, yeah, it, you gotta you gotta have your diabetes with your with well, tea. That, you know? That's why we drink. Yeah. that's why we drink Splenda because yeah, we don't want to trigger that. Yeah. <laughs> we, at I, I, some I tri- point, at some point in life, even at, as we get a little older, we have to think more of our health. You know, we gotta be more conscious of that. If that's the case, Jess, I want to push it one more level further. Then I think unsweet tea tastes better than sweet tea. Okay. I, that's a southern hot take, but okay. It's sending yeah. an email to Brock. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Send it to Geeks at Gmail, and you might hear back from us off that one. <laughs> and, and we'll filter you out. It'll be fine. Yeah. Be fine. I, I treat I treat the unsweet tea sort of like the people that drink the the coffee black. Hey, you do it. You do it. More power to you. No way I could. I'm gonna give you the. That's fair. I'm gonna give you the best response that I have learned, especially in the world we're living in today. I I disagree with you, but that is your opinion, and I respect that. Nice. <laughs> All right. Man, y'all are the, it, that's the that's that. the as per my last email response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bless your heart. I, I type. Oh bless yeah, your bless, your heart. Heart. bless your heart. Bless your heart. I type that quite a bit at work. As per my last email. <laughs> Friendly reminder. Oh me. <laughs> well, I I tell you what we're going to do to celebrate our one year anniversary. We've got a guest tonight. Ooh. Ooh, yes. We're going to bring him on in just a minute. We're actually starting to have guests on the podcast. My goodness, we are growing and evolving, and uh, yeah, lining up guests. There's being a lot of different things coming to coming to pass here in this next year. Hmm. And this is what happens when we go video. Brock wants to bring other people on here because, I mean, it's like we're not enough for him. He needs to have other people. My heart <laughs> hurts. Thank you. Are we eventually going to go like Carson and have the grandma that makes fruitcakes on around Christmas time? Oh. I No, I'm not going to have anything to do with a fruitcake on this. No. Well, you know, if we can get us enough guests on here, we can have the Brady Bunch. Ooh. With you know, with the, the uh, whole grid layout, they're the Hollywood squares. <laughs> As I say, I keep dropping yeah. the yeah. center square. Yeah. yeah, we can have up to ten people on here. Who's okay. going to be the Paul Lynn of our group? No, <laughs> Nick, Michael Nix. <laughs> yep, the yep. center square, Paul Lynn. Uh, he, he, Mike Nix loves <laughs> Paul Lynn, so he would definitely be him. Uh, of course, it, his voice would be deeper, and he would be probably a little bit more rambunctious. Yeah, but he's he does a really good. Yeah, (laughs) he does a really good impression of him, though. Oh, he he does. does. That's right. (laughs) And then you got Charles Nelson Riley on the match game. So Mm -hmm. you you get Paul Lynn and Charles Nelson Riley together on a game show. Now that would have been spectacular. But Jess, I know that you don't listen to Weird Al as far as his original stuff a whole lot. But did you know he has a song about Charles Nelson Riley? Oh, no, so I didn't. It's called so CNR. Wonderful. It's called what? CNR. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. After after recording that, you show her the video. She's got to see the song okay. and the video. I, I will. I know some of Weird Al's original stuff. I mean, there's there's some stuff I'm not as privy to or I haven't heard, but I'm learning. I'm I'm expanding my uh, Weird Al knowledge. So. Well, it won't be expanded enough. In time for the concert in August, because I'm still going with Kevin, right? Right? Yes. That's right. Okay. We're doing it, buddy. Yeah. It's, y'all have a date night for <laughs> <No>. Weird Al. <laughs> oh, me. 
Well, uh, let's let's not wait any longer. We got a, a gentleman that's going to be joining us, and his name is Matt. And there he is. Hi. <laughs> Welcome in. Welcome in. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's our pleasure, man. <laughs> this is uh, Matt. He goes by Mundane Designs on YouTube. Matter of fact, check this out. There's this channel right there. What up? Which yep. that that banner tells you everything you need to know about <laughs> his interests. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly a PC gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> Anything under the sun. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to move you up here to the center. So you can be front and center oh, for everybody. Hey. Look there. at that. If you're on the audio feed, I'm sorry you're you're not getting to see the magic. Don't get to see the shine. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody oh, who's yes. been listening to us for the past year, you guys know us. Let me put this pen down. I I, I was writing something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's taking notes. I'm, I'm a I'm a note taker. <laughs> fact, I'm still taking notes. There you go. So, uh, Matt, tell us uh, tell us all about yourself. I am a second generation nerd. My my dad is actually uh, a wargaming nerd, and he was one of the first dungeon masters in Alabama because he won at a tournament. He won a copy of uh, the the original Dungeons and Dragons before it was even for sale in the pantyhose box. Oh, okay. Also known as the brown box with the <laughs> white label that that they had stuck to it. I wish I still had it. I don't. <laughs> um, but he was a war gamer and he won a tournament and that was one of the prizes. You know, fast forward a couple of years and whatnot. Uh, I come around. He's still into gaming. Um, I start getting into gaming because I was around it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I got to play all kinds of pen and paper role playing games like RuneQuest, Dungeons and Dragons 3rd Edition. Um, Champions, which is for a superhero one, uh, GURPS, which is kind of like um, a universal system. I mean, all all of these things you can look up, and it was a blast. It was you know I was like you know eight years old playing a superhero mm -hmm. in a tabletop role playing game. So all of that went through, and then I started discovering video games and technology and all of this other stuff, and that's where it just kind of grew out from there was like, oh, I can do this online or I can do this, you know, and not have to wait on like a Sunday night or something to get together and play these games. That's where all of the video game stuff came in. And then that expanded to computers, which, you know, I, I, I love my computers. I built them. I've Worked for various computer companies. Um, I was a subcontractor for Dell for a little while. I also just love your shirt because I, I am an ex-Blockbuster video employee. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nice. Look, I didn't even know that about you. So, hey, look at there. Um, so, I mean, I was into movies as well. Mm -hmm. Like, with you know, I'm definitely a Ghostbusters fan. Not nearly as much as as Bo or, or the rest of you, which is why... I gave Bo that copy yes. of that game, okay. which was the, the Ghostbusters role-playing game. Yes. Oh. You know, and it's it's just uh, 
I decided one day that I was going to create a YouTube channel because uh, uh, one of my friends who lives in this in the same neighborhood as me, he had a YouTube channel and he kind of had a little fun with it and then stopped doing it. And I decided I was going to do the same thing because I went back and watched all of his stuff. Mm -hmm. So I took a different approach to it where it's like, let's take the fear out of all of this. You know, I don't want anyone looking at something like uh, the Sega Saturn and thinking, oh my gosh, I, I know nothing about this. And it's so intimidating to try to get into it. No, let's, let's remove all the fear. Here's how you can have a lot of fun. It might be a little on the expensive side, just depending on what market you're in or what you're searching for, which, yeah, you can attest to this. <laughs> yes. Retro stuff's expensive. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I, I call our, like, our, the retro gaming, like our generations, the classic cars, you know, like the generation yeah. before us, everyone was about classic cars. So therefore the price of everything went up. Well, I think that's what gaming's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's where the channel came from was like, I wanted to, give everyone the the knowledge that I basically grew up with because uh, one of my other jobs was I worked at a used video game store as well um, during college and, you know, go figure. <laughs> and then um, there might be a lot of people out there that, that might not recognize my face, but they'll probably recognize my voice because it's somehow distinct. I don't know why, but I used to work for Paul, which most people don't know who that is and those people who do know who that is it's uh legion which is the comic book store that's mm. behind the summit off of 280 oh okay yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been okay. i ran the anime store for him for a while oh okay we were over there not so, too long ago yeah yeah he's still kicking around <laughs> despite despite uh lion and unicorn and battlefield oh, lion and, and unicorn oh that yeah uh the little general, mm-hmm. the model box, and all these other hobby stores that tried to take him out. Mm-hmm. I mean, even at one point in time, Homewood Hobby tried to take him out. Yeah, because they they were dealing with like war games and Dungeons and Dragons and everything else too. Okay, and now they've kind of moved away from all of that, and they just stick with like uh, high end toys and high end RC cars mm-hmm. and yep. RC right. planes and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean the way that you the way that you said that it sounds like it's like there there are like mafias of <laughs> different cabals the of different people factions like, yeah like, like you, you find like a you find like a um, a toy uh, horse head in somebody's bed it's like I'm going to take you out <laughs> actually um, since since all these are local Birmingham they, you might find a Vulcan head instead that's true yeah oh oh good <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. True. <laughs> uh, the uh yeah there was a lot of different mm-hmm. hobby stores uh that ran all throughout mm-hmm. uh Birmingham my my dad was actually the first employee for Lion and Unicorn back when they were in that that little two story story that was in 5 Point South mm-hmm. and that's when Alan Hammock ran it and Alan Hammock is he's the original owner of Lion and Unicorn Mm-hmm. And he also worked for TSR, so he wrote a couple of adventures and stuff like that for them okay. as well. And um, yeah, he was he was the first uh, employee for Lightning Unicorn. Of course, that was back when I went into that store back when the Next Generation was still on the air, and I think it was still <laughs> yeah. during their first season. Yeah, because I remember distinctly, Alan had one of the 
Playmates? Yeah. Background 8788, that would have been Galoob. That was before was Playmates it got the, But it was the, the it was the original phaser, the short one. Mm-hmm. Not the one with the long handle. Yeah, I've right. got one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but it was a little short toy one. And mm-hmm. uh they phased that out really fast. Yeah. As they uh apparently it did not go over well with the cast or something like that. I don't know why they changed that. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know. Galoob did come out with a version of that, and then Playmates introduced it in their toy line. Nineties, mm, yeah, sometime in the early nineties. I've still got mine naturally in storage. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, you know, just me, a nerd, uh, <laughs> second generation. Uh, worked at various places you know that just kept doing nerdy things Mm -hmm. um and then i found you guys and i was you know really happy to see so many people coming together you know in the birmingham metro area that i knew or i thought that i knew which was kind of a funny story of how i met Bo. which Mm -hmm. uh there was a kid with Bo's last name that I played baseball with when I was younger, and he was really nice to me. And I thought Bo was the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I was I was on on Twitch talking to him and stuff, and it was completely mistaken identity. <laughs> but I it was a happy accident. <laughs> well, no, it was a happy accident because it was like, no, no, I like this guy. This is great, and and that's where it went from there. I tell you though, I have had this. It's, it's not even the last name though. I've ran into people either. I have one of those faces that I, I look like somebody somebody knows from somewhere else. Yes. Like I would never, I never forget. I went on a cruise about oh fifteen years ago with my family. Some guy from Illinois was like, "Hey, are you such and such?" And of course, you know, as I opened my mouth and the Southern just slapped out of my mouth, <laughs> they, they were mistaken. So whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> so, Never yeah. forget Tipsy Elsa at Dragon Con. That's all oh, I got to yeah. say. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, def- definitely go back to our Dragon Con recap episode uh, and. Elsa thought that Bo was her husband. It's like, no. <laughs> like I said, it's just it's a it's it's a gift or a curse, ever depends. You know, <laughs> well, I was I was curious how how and, and not to be self serving to the podcast at all. I'm always curious how people find us through Bo. Okay, thanks, Bo. Definitely. <laughs> so you just you just happened to to find him on Twitch, or yeah, yeah he- I found him on Twitch, and it was just kind of like I I, I thought he was someone that he wasn't. Then it we just kind of hit it off mm-hmm. and, and went from okay. there. Yeah, we, That's that, that how whole... things go with Bo. That's I mean, <laughs> yeah. pretty much everybody. <laughs> it's that shared experience. Like I said, we and him got to talking about. Like I so said, we were talking about lion and unicorn, and I was like, oh man, finally somebody who else knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> that like, y'all just took me back with that one too. Oh, yeah, man. lion and unicorn. I, I never visited one in Five Points. The one I always went to was the one in the Hoover at the Hoover Commons, yeah, right there. Lee that's and Kayvon and yeah, yeah, that was that was the one I remember. That was the only one I ever got to. Of course, I, I was gosh, they closed. What was it? They closed down in what their mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Well, they closed yeah. that specific location and they started shutting down a bunch of them. Yeah. They had like a Center Point store. They had, yeah. okay, but they I mean, were like everywhere. I keep hoping. I, I'm always searching for old local commercials. I've yet to see one for Lion and Unicorn. <laughs> I'm hoping to see one eventually. But I remember the commercials. I, I think, think ran on Murray TTO. still has those. Like I think he owns them still. <laughs> oh man, if he if he decided to want you, like I said, he'd retro <laughs> commercial. I was like, hit me up, yes, man. Yes, yeah. Send them now, to me. Now what was it the like 
this your last episode you mentioned diamond gems and oh look at that arcade showing off that coin oh, yeah. the diamond yeah. gems token. that's a great flex i like that oh my gosh <laughs> i love diamond gems i went there with, with my dad all the time yeah. he he played the two screen stacked punch out game oh time. yeah man and, i'm uh, i miss those i miss arcades like that oh my gosh i remember like at one point in time they had like an nes uh like starter kit that was up there for like <laughs> ten thousand tickets or something <laughs> like that and i was just like there's no way i'm never gonna get into that <laughs> <laughs> You talk about you work at was good gaming real quick. You you said you worked at Blockbuster. Did you deal with the era of Blockbuster when they were renting out game consoles? Yes. Like the NES, NES. I've always wondered how fun was that. Um, uh, usually when the console first came out, I think a lot of the video game companies actually gave Blockbuster a uh, a huge discount mm -hmm. because they they counted it towards their advertisement budget. Uh oh, Bo um, disappeared. <laughs> And, oh, come back. Oh, no. <laughs> hey. Oh, no, there he is. Oh, no. Oh. Well, sorry, technical difficulties. I don't know what's going on. Let me check, make sure <laughs> thing got unplugged. But, you know, I was there when we were phasing out, like, the Virtual Boy. Oh, my God. I know, I know. The little red <laughs> wow. Right? And, and Nintendo wanted back. them back. That was the thing, is Nintendo yeah. wanted them back. So we sent them back, the machines and stuff, and we kept the cases. The rental cases, and now those, of all things, the rental cases, uh, they're they're like over a hundred dollars now. Wow. It's, it's not even an official Nintendo product, <laughs> but everyone wants one because mm -hmm. it's like the perfect thing to store your Virtual Boy in mm -hmm. when you're not using it. Now, I was uh, I was there for like quite a bit of it. Um, I remember them phasing out all of the uh, PlayStation games. And they were trying to, you know, hit hard on the Nintendo 64. And then uh, the PlayStation 2 came out. And I remember hearing from my store manager that someone who wasn't too bright went down to Alabaster and rented all 10 of the PlayStation 2s. All 10 of them. <laughs> okay. Right? He got caught for this, but he, he took some fuel and a road flare and stuck it in the drop box of the blockbuster oh. the next night and burned it to the ground thinking that he was going to keep all 10 of those <laughs> systems never knowing that like you know how computers work and that you can you know upload records to well. site locations or you know, anything like yeah, that yeah even wow. then they had a they had a network yeah yeah so yeah they the stores yeah. would actually dial each other and there were backups like locally wow. like, all around and stuff yeah Wow. <laughs> wow. And so so this guy got caught. Yeah, he got caught. <laughs> he got caught real quick. And and like uh Blockbuster had to go through and try to recover all of their property because getting a hold of a PlayStation 2 on launch day was rough. Uh especially since FedEx lost an entire shipping pallet in the Birmingham area. Hmm. Okay. They Lost. Okay, so yeah. basically, it's like the current generation <laughs> of PlayStation trying to get one of those. I got you. Okay. Yeah, they, they were going for about <laughs> two grand. Wow. Um, which was ridiculous. Still to this day, like, it's it's amazing to me how our current video game systems, you know, I can, you know, I look at buying my wife a Blu-ray player 
It's like, I can spend $150 for a Blu-ray player, or I can go onto eBay and pick up a PlayStation 3 for 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you think about this? Yeah. <laughs> um, same thing with 4K pl- Blu-ray players. You know, you might get lucky and find an Xbox One X mm-hmm. for 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, used. That's a lot cheaper than most of you know, at least $50 cheaper than like the cheapest 4k Blu-ray player that you're going to get your hands on. And, and you get to play video games on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome back. Yeah. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Either my USB port died or just my camera decided to be like, Hey, I don't want to see you anymore. Where, where's your microphone? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, music. There we go. I didn't want to be, you know, me back here under unhooking. Like I said, I was saying, I think my USB port either died or just it, my camera decided to be in the mood. So I didn't want to yeah. be me underneath the table. <laughs> you know. Your mic sounds still sounds different. Yeah. No telling. Let me see. Make sure everything's going <laughs> to. It sounds like you're picking up with another mic. Yeah. I'm picking up. Yeah. All right. So, so, so both, both here is don't. Don't play video games while you're doing the podcast. Okay. Oh. That's- <laughs> I see what was up there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Says Kevin, who's naughty, playing naughty. Civilization at some points during our podcast. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not doing it now. <laughs> no, not now. You guys can see me now. Civ 5? You should really check out. Okay. You should really check out an older game series called Master of Orion. I've played it. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad you have. Yeah, I'm. I'm a uh, Civ is my thing. I have okay. like 2,000 hours in Civ Five, and then I'm up to like 1,200 in Civ Six now. So, which well, you, I'm, yeah, but which you've been huge. streaming lately. Yeah. Yes, All I right. have been streaming it less, less is less week. So, yeah. So for, for for anybody interested in in seeing these guys play games later on in the description of the video and of the podcast, we're going to have links to to Mondane's channel and we'll have uh links to Bo and Kevin's Twitch streams as well so you guys can enjoy them. Yeah, I, I haven't been streaming much as lately. We've had a lot going on. I gotta get back to it. I think that's the biggest mm. thing. But yeah. You're doing it more often than I am. Uh, I know. <laughs> I was I, I was I was like once or twice a week. Now I'm doing good to do once every month mm-hmm. or so, but it's just, you know, like yeah. but Yeah, for a while there Brock was like heavy on doing Fallout seventy six there, wasn't Yeah. You? Yeah, and then I uninstalled it. <laughs> I just <laughs> I, I, I need a storage space for some other games, and so I'm like, you know what? I, I've had enough time in Fallout. But uh, if you really want something exciting, I can I can stream me writing my master's papers right now. Hey, no, watch what, out now. What that's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm working on my master's in journalism. Wow, <laughs> that is uh, yikes! That is rough. It's uh it's a lot of writing and and yeah. from from for my day job I'm a writer and yeah oh man yeah it's exciting all the viewers are they're they're zeroing in on you bro uh, yeah providing more info yeah I yeah zero yeah. no it's actually nope. right now with this conversation it's actually zero viewers oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get off the master's paper subject and you know? <laughs> so I actually have questions for you guys now that I have sure. like. Yeah. You know, control or whatever you want. <laughs> direct, direct Unlimited contact. Power. Well, unlimited power. Was uh, it? Was it a Mass Effect? Assuming control. Yeah. Assuming direct control. Yeah. So, uh, Jessica. Yes. Uh, best popcorn that is not movie popcorn. 
Mm. Well, let's see. If you're talking microwave popcorn, I go with Pop Secret. It is pretty good. We also have a we have a, a popper, an air popper, Orville Redenbacher. Yeah, if you're gonna, your, you know. What What's your opinion on kettle kettle cook? No, don't like sweet. Oh. Don't like the sweet. Nope, has to be salty. I like uh, spicy popcorn. Um, jalapeno flavored white cheddar mm-hmm. is a good. We've got a couple of those shakers. Yeah, where, like the, mm-hmm. the Pop Secret extra flavor mm-hmm. shakers and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't do the sweet popcorn. I don't, I don't care for the sweet. It's got to be salty or spicy or has that kind of kick to it. Um, we found a great little popcorn place when we were in Myrtle Beach last year and they had that white cheddar jalapeno. Mm. Oh my goodness. I, it's a shame that I can't go back and get more of that. <laughs> oh, we can go back. You, you're just going to have to help me drive that eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, they do ship popcorn, though. So, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I did find they do. Do they have website. a subscription box? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they don't, I guarantee you she'll be number one on the list. <laughs> if they ever do. <laughs> there really you, was you good popcorn. The- mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not big on on spicy popcorn, but their, their white cheddar jalapeno was really nice. Really good. Really good. We still have the tubs, don't we? Mm, I don't remember the name of the place. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so yeah that's kind of like a, a gourmet style popcorn and that that made me remember something else that used to be in the galleria that was gourmet was oh, boardwalk fries boardwalk oh, fries oh, wow. oh, <laughs> yeah. i miss boardwalk fries they're still oh, around you just, we just have to drive like 180 miles north yeah to, to wow. the closest one cooked in that peanut yeah. oil oh, oh my gosh and you put the that, seasoned salt on it, get some cheese for them. Yeah. That was a Sunday tradition with me and my dad. Uh, <laughs> was like, because most of the time when I got to spend a weekend with him, I, I grew up, you know, raised by my grandparents. Mm-hmm. But um, most of the, the weekends, there were every once in a while, my dad would get called back into work at AmSouth. Yes, I'm dating myself. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I worked and I worked for an M South at one point in time oh in my, my career. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was like one of the lead programmers. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was a tradition that that we would go and have boardwalk fries, especially mm-hmm. if you got called in, and that I mm-hmm. had to be in the building that's downtown. I forgot what building. I, I know Regions owns it now, but it's the one with the. The the pyramid. It almost looks like something that Shandor would build. Yep, I've always I've always thought it was a Shandor building. Yep, I know the one you're talking about. Because it's, I mean, it's got the balls on the top. Right, and it looks like right. a pyramid at the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, it's but a Harbert. Like, it's the Harbert uh, Plaza or a Harbert yeah, Center. Yeah, because it has it has it literally has a shopping center or mm-hmm. it had a shopping center. Yeah, on the on the entry level. I also worked downtown Birmingham for years, so we would always we could always go over there and have lunch and things. So yeah. Shopping on the bottom floor, food court on top. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do miss working downtown a little bit because I used to go to the uh, Greek festival mm-hmm. every year. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to get Brock. We we keep saying we're going to get go. out there at some point and we don't we don't make it. But 
Oh, the the, Greek the food little festival. yayas will, will, will go nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <you> know? <laughs> Here, have more. Have more. <laughs> it's great. Eat. You like lamb? It's, Eat. It's, it's, it's good for you. <laughs> the, the, the little old Italian ladies. It's like... It's it's like southern hospitality to the next degree. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Bo, your question. All right. Your favorite '80s toy series. Ooh, Ooh that's mean. <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> yeah, that cut a little deep. I know. Because mm, like I, I I have the it's all over the place. Of course, you know the top two is going to be Turtles or Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Mm, favorite. See, I, mine was Transformers because mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you, like I said, even though Ghostbusters, I think I think I had more turtles than I did Ghostbusters. Imagine that, you know? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I would say I would say turtles. Turtles tur- had more toys than yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, like I said, I know. Yeah, of course, like turtles. The cartoon series was kind of. Fueled by, with the toys, sort of like He Man fueled yep. the toys. Because like, oh, yeah. like that's that's cool. The crazy thing about like I had He Man toys, but I am not that crazy about them now. I had Voltron, mm-hmm. the metal Voltron, but uh, yeah, Turtles would have to be it just just for the variety. I, I love my Ghost yeah. Ghostbusters, but Turtles might be it because I had everything from the the standard Turtles all the way to the ones they made that had the little box on it. And you had this little red strip, you'd run through it, and it would, you know, mm-hmm. supposed to be saying like Calabunga dude, but it would sound more like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And heaven forbid you did that too many times, it would just yeah. start, it would just go into another it language. Like, it wore out. <laughs> <laughs> reverse and then whatever, it would be the same thing, just in reverse. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know because, like I said, now like, it's it's so weird because you want to say '80s because I have so much stuff that classifies it. Like, because like Brock was talking, about, I had a, I had a few of the Playmate uh, Trek figures. I love those Playmate Trek figures, but I know like Trek kind of late '80s, and so mm-hmm. I'm I'm locking it in. It's it's turtles. It's turtles. It's turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final answer. Yeah, yeah I'm locking it in. Locking it in. <laughs> well, I mean, Bo, I'm in agreement with you. I had the turtles. I had the Technodrome. Had all oh, that stuff. Always wanted. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, my grandmother got me the Technodrome, and I'll remember. Probably half of those turtles are still buried in the ditch next to where I grew up, uh, uh, where I would where I would play with them, and then mm. you know you blow them up, and and I was I was oh. like that kid from from Toy Story that had the M80 <laughs> stuff up, you know. Mm. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. All my original GI yeah. Joes and, and He-Man figures and stuff. Yeah, they were blown to smithereens, and I regret that with a passion because now I'm having to reinvest. Into the Masters of the Universe Origins figures. <laughs> it's, it's like I never had the Technodrome, and of course I didn't have for the Turtles. I didn't have the the, the sewer play set, but, and, and I didn't have the with Ghostbusters the Firehouse. But I did have them in a way of I would take like my mom. My mom was a lunchroom lady. She'd bring home those produce boxes. Mm-hmm. Well, I I had those produce boxes, and I drew inside like for the Ghostbusters. I drew the Firehouse. I drew the containment unit. So I worked with what I had for the turtles. I had the layer, That's had, awesome. a little hole, had a little hole I cut that with the sewer, the manhole cover. So that was, you know, you make, you, even though I didn't have, I had it, but I didn't have it. But you know what I mean? That was. Yeah. You had to make it. Yeah. But, yeah. You have better memories from that though. Cause the thing is, is like, I remember a lot about the Technodrome, but when, when you actually have to make the stuff yourself to play with, to me, it always felt better. Like anytime I would have to make this stuff. See, I got I, to live through this stuff through my brother. He had this. He had the play set. He had the. He had the sewer play set. The wagon, uh, the, the party van, the technodrome, uh, 
my firehouse, wow. Ghostbusters firehouse. My brother always had these things, so I got to live through him in those areas. <laughs> I, I might say this is this may. I don't know if I want to come to regret this. I have some old video from when we got a camcorder. Me and my friend, one of my childhood friends, we made some like turtles videos i oh, may have it and i may dude. not put the whole thing but i may make a clip for you guys so it might be oh so hey, God. i can see a patreon yeah i had to be 10 11 12 somewhere in that time frame i'm trying to remember from my mom for me and my mom moves from younger days so yeah but i th- it is out there so <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah. 10 11 12 that would have been 91 92 yeah maybe 93 mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah 90 92 93 is for sure yeah that sounds that's yeah. not right you're talking about not not having a lot and you know dealing with what you've got i've got a very special story about um one of my particular video games it's um for the nes it's uh the guardian legend and it's one of those weird games that it's like it it can't make up its mind whether or not it's a zelda clone or shoot them up like Life Force. Mm-hmm. I saw that game when it came out, and I saw it in the magazines, and I wanted it. And I asked for it for my grandmother for for Christmas. And uh, I'm going to try my best not to ch- get choked up on tell this story. <laughs> Some of you might have already watched me talk about this on my YouTube channel, but I, I just I feel like it bears repeating. So on Christmas, I open it up, and there's the game. And it's just there, and I love it, and I I play it, and I play it, and I play it. And I didn't even know how my grandmother got it until I was, Mm -hmm. like, well into my 20s. I was, like, 21 or 22. So one day she sits me down, and she tells me how she got it. She skipped lunches at work. Oh. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she skipped lunches at work so that I could have the specific thing that I wanted for mm. Christmas that year. Yeah. That's incredible. That's <laughs> Did she awesome. sit and watch That's... you play it? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, then she got her joy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, she got what to she see wanted. The, the wide-eyed little kid, you know, <laughs> back when I had hair, <laughs> um, you know, staring up at the, the 20-inch Emerson TV, mm-hmm. you know, well, and that's... playing that thing like crazy. No, oh, that's a great story. <laughs> that's, um, mm, yeah, I can yeah. I can feel that deep in my heart as a mom as a stepmom you know us mm-hmm. is that we have parents you know that we're parents and we have kids and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and i feel that way every time that my little one uh she is my granddaughter um who's nine years old she she sat down and played kirby for the first time yeah. <laughs> oh, wow and she was so small she was like four years like four or five years old She's so small she couldn't get her hands around an NES controller. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to set out the NES Advantage, which is the arcade stick one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and let her set that in her lap, and she played <laughs> Kirby that way. Oh. Um, moving on, uh, <laughs> Kevin, what is your favorite lightsaber color, and why? Red. <laughs> Red. I knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> really? Not oh, the yeah, dark saber. Okay. Um, so... Um, you guys can't see it, but immediately in front of me up here is actually a custom rendition of a um, Dark Jedi. My base character, I, I go by them the moniker. I have an, I have an older moniker that most of my friends here know mm-hmm. as Boris Cagle, mm-hmm. and that is actually a Dark Jedi character um, that, I, that I came up with back in the day. I've been doing cosplay for 
uh, God, was it 20, 20, 22 years now? Something like that. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for a long, long time. And so that was the first cosplay I really ever did. It was based off of Anakin Skywalker, but it had its own like individual flair. And I wore it to the episode two premiere um, of the of the movie for Star Wars episode two. Um, and he was always a dark Jedi uh, because I've always been more of more partial to gray Jedi and dark Jedi. And I tend to, I guess, personality wise, be a little more keen to use the dark side of the force, you know? So, so yeah, absolutely. Red. Red. Okay. 100%. Now, now dark Jedi or Sith? No dark Jedi. Okay, because there is a Dark difference. Jedi. It's it's a very there's a nuance to it. And did you? And the other question is, did you ever play the role playing game? The old like was it West End? I think is who no. made it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that that role playing game was so good that George Lucas, anytime that someone wanted to write one of the extended universe mm-hmm. books, he forced them to take a copy of that game and said, mm-hmm. "Here's the Bible. Here's how all of the mechanics work mm-hmm. and everything." And this is what you use to create your universe. That way you don't have to call me a million times for <laughs> questions. Right. Because these people yeah. figured out all of the science to my universe. All of it. I mean, back, back when we were starting out, I, I used to run a group called the Alabama Star Wars Syndicate. And it was, I mean, just the very name of it, the syndicate, is like, you know, it already has a negative connotation, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah, of course, this was made by a dark Jedi. Um, but, um, we, you know, our big thing was, I mean, granted, it was a little after that, obviously, but um, our big thing was uh, playing. We we get together for LAN parties, you know, like the old days where we oh man we couldn't play over the internet. You had to get together mm-hmm. and have a have a, a router or a hub or something and hook all your computers together, and you get all those CRT <laughs> monitors. Co- they start up and they decoss all the rest of the monitors around them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so you can imagine we were packed in close together, and our and our game of choice was playing Jedi Knight. Uh, oh, Jedi Academy, Jedi game. Academy, great game. And, and I would always play the Dark Jedi because I liked force choking people and dropping them off. Of, <laughs> oh, I was that guy. Oh, <laughs> you were the player. dirty player. <laughs> I was a dirty player. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is. Yeah. Oh, so yes, one hundred percent red. One hundred percent red. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I could go into all kinds of stories. Like you mentioned that there was a nuanced difference between dark Jedi and Sith. And there's just the same as there's a difference between a gray Jedi and a Jedi. I could, I could bore you guys to death with, with my, oh, then you could throw out just the quote force wielders. Yeah. On top of everything yeah. else. Yeah. I know. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah where do the, where do the death of Mary witches come in on that, that scale? You know, it's just, <sighs> yeah. That's all kinds of, yeah. of, of craziness <laughs> there. But, uh, but yeah. See, I, I, I get into I get mm-hmm. into some of the other weird sci-fi stuff like cyberpunk and the Ridley Scott universe, where mm-hmm. it's it's the whole Waylon Yutani thing. Um, I had a friend who took a different video or video game, uh, a different role playing system, and he adapted everything to be aliens, where everyone was like a marine and stuff, and we were going on missions and stuff. And I got lucky enough to draw the wild card pick and I got to play an eight. And I wonder if you can get that reference or not. The, on the eighth day, it's the hybrid between a human and an alien. Oh, 
and it's oh, what aliens yeah. resurrection was that it was resurrection the, uh, yeah yeah, yeah the, with alien human hybrid yes yeah where mm-hmm. sigourney weaver has like the black fingernails and the acid mm-hmm. slightly acidic blood and stuff i got to play one of those oh, wow. and the mechanic we figured out was i could hear the song and if you dig dig into the lore the hive mind and all the stuff for the xenomorphs mm-hmm. You can get things like the song that is transmitted throughout subspace. And so there's like hmm. some alpha queen somewhere on the aliens homeworld, on the xenomorph homeworld that's controlling all of the other queens. And those queens are just like, so it's, they're, they're like ants, but oh. on a much grander scale. Hmm. So she's on this alpha world and she's pumping out some mad jazz for everybody else <laughs> Pretty to hear. Much. I mean, that's, um, <laughs> but, you know, that was the thing I could do as, as that character is I could hear the song, which was really useful because every once in a while when the song intensified, I was like, uh-oh, there's something nearby. It was like a spider sense. Like I couldn't understand what the song meant. I could just hear it. Mm. But that was that was a lot of fun. But okay, Brock, are you ready? Sure. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> The best Star Trek spaceship. Ooh. Mm, And it doesn't have to be Federation. It doesn't have to be Deep Space Nine. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be an Enterprise. It doesn't have to be first generation or second generation. Mm. You can say Klingon Warbird if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Klingons and the Romulans always love how they have the cloaking devices. I love it. And watching uh, the crews try to figure out where they can target and how they can light those guys up as far as starship. Oh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm a next gen guy. I love the enterprise D beyond any type oh. of rational thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the enterprise D, but man, I love the Excelsior from star Trek six. Mm-hmm. Good shit. You, you mm. could also choose the, the variant of the D yep. uh, the 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 variant. The, I'm sorry. Where they where they put the the third nacelle? The all good things. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you had your cloaking device with it. Didn't they yeah, use that the the power from that nacelle to actually like power the weapons? I'm trying to remember all the lore on that. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a lot. We're, we're just now we're in season four, <laughs> going back through it for the first time in like twenty years. So yeah, the lore on that one is, is escapes me. They might have. Yeah. I just remember it was a powerhouse when it came yep. when it came out and it was just like, no, no, I blast through your shields and through the hull, both sides of the hull of the ship that I shoot at. Yeah. And then I keep going and I fire three or four more times too. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, yeah, something's ridiculous about this. I tell you, the one thing that, and I think we have probably mentioned it before, but the one thing that uh, I really disliked about the Playmates uh, Star Trek ships lines is they never released the Enterprise C. Yep. And I love that ship. Love that look from yesterday's Enterprise. <laughs> but yeah, if, if I got to choose one, it, it's going to be Enterprise D, even though I, I love the E as well. Well, it's it's in Picard now. Mm-hmm. In the season of Picard, they're retrofitting some of the ships and they, they've got a retrofitted Stargazer. <laughs> That's oh, wow. uh, that that's yeah. made an appearance. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I got oh, overly. You just, they got a spoiler on the rock. What? No, <laughs> y'all should be caught up. I'm a sp- <laughs> I won't give any plot details. Um, wow. <laughs> it's it's just it's a nice Easter egg when the Stargazer shows up. It's it's retrofitted, but um, golly, I, you know, and it's hard to it's hard to beat the original Enterprise. But I've always loved the Enterprise A, 
Because I, I love the Enterprises. I, I'm just, I'm going to be that vanilla guy. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You like what you like, right? That's right. I, you, and to see you, him when they, like I said, in some of the recent episodes of Picard and even Discovery, the ships and everything, he just he just goes gaga when all the ships come into play. And yeah, <laughs> and, and Eagle Moss, you know, I'm, I'm currently building the, uh, the Ectomobile from Eagle Moss Hero Collector. It's a one-eighth scale, I believe. Ectomobile, but I'm also building the Enterprise D mm-hmm. along oh, alongside wow. of it, so it's going to be a, like a two foot wide ship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I'm done with it, and wow, I, I don't know where we're going to put it <laughs> in this house, but <laughs> hang it from the seat. A, we'll figure that out. We'll figure <laughs> yeah. that out. When we get it done. It's yeah, all good. We'll take care of it. Oh, there, there's really not a ship in 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 Star Trek that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I, I I love the ships. Absolutely love them. He but. does. Enterprise D. At when I was in the theater in November of ninety four, yeah, yeah. Here's your spoiler warning. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's almost thirty years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Generations came out and they crashed that, oh. I cried. I, I literally did. had these I've... big alligator tears. <laughs> they were huge, coming down my face. Going, I cannot believe you just destroyed the Enterprise mm-hmm. D. Well, they're so it, iconic. It's like they're a character of their own, just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Yeah. the Back to the Future car yeah. or, or Kit from Knight Rider. The Ecto. Or yeah. The Ecto is, yeah. is essentially a character. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I've got some interesting theories about Afterlife that we'll, we can <laughs> maybe circle back to later. Sure. Um, <laughs> the uh, like, the, the, the yeah. Defiant, I was just saying, also thinking the Defiant from Deep Space Nine. I love that little runabout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, what model was. Um, what model was the the ship that Khan had? The Reliant. It was a uh, crud, 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 crud. Oh, what oh, class was that? Um, I always loved the way that looked, where it was like all nice and compact, and it was almost like a it was a science or, vessel, Miranda um, class yeah. ship, Miranda class. That's it. Yeah, Miranda. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Didn't Sulu get one of his own as a captain at one point in time? Was, Sulu got the Excelsior. Oh, okay. Excelsior. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And of course, the Enterprise B was an Excelsior class as well. Mm-hmm. Didn't you catch a little um, a tribute in the last episode of Discovery of one of the ships, Brock? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the USS Yelchin. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yes. Talk about heart wrenching. <laughs> when they said that name, I was like, oh, for Anton. Yeah, it's. If you haven't been watching Discovery, I I completely urge you to. They have, it's really neat. They they've got a version of Voyager on there. It's it's called the Voyager. Remember, they're like nine hundred years in the future. Sorry, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's it's neat seeing the because uh, Voyager is an Intrepid class ship, mm-hmm. um, and they've got they've got a, an updated redesign that you can see sometimes in, in a couple of episodes. You can see it. it's really neat. So to drag you off the beaten path a little bit, you you did mention Deep Space Nine and a and, and a little bit of a tangent with Runabout. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Babylon Five? I'm going to be honest; I never watched it. Wow. Okay. Um, um, that when when did that come out? That came out in ninety. It came out a year after Deep Space Nine did, I think. Okay, so by that time, I was. I, w- I had just gotten into the Air Force. So that, that would have been 90. No, Voyager came out in 96. If I'm not mistaken, Voyager was 96. 
Chris, I'm probably dead wrong on that. Oh, I can't keep track of years either. Yeah. Like, I, I can't remember the year. I think it was 2007 when I met that one guy that's the, the Ghostbuster that had the silly string as the uh, um, uh, slime pack. And I can't remember. Probably. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. Was, I think it was 2007. Voyager came out in 95. 95. I, I was know. only a year off. Yeah. Um, so you weren't bad. No, you weren't bad at all. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, Babylon 5 is really good. Mm -hmm. um, it is definitely where Deep Space Nine came from, because mm -hmm. if you, you can go back and research and do all whatever, but basically what happened was uh, Deep Space Nine ripped off of what Babylon 5 was, because Babylon 5's original security officer was going to be a shapeshifter. Huh. Mm. And that was, that was the kind of nail in the coffin, but... The, the guy who ran and owned uh, Babylon 5 said, you know what, I'm not going to let them, I'm not going to have this shut down mm -hmm. because I don't want to be known amongst the sci-fi community as the person who hurt Star Trek. You know, who, yeah. who wants that mark on their name? <laughs> yeah. So he just said, hey, if you guys can just like help share your resources and stuff. So like all the spaceship battles and stuff like that, they're done by the same production company for CGI. Nice for for uh, Babylon Five as Deep Space Nine. Babylon Five was created by, and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher his last name, J. Michael Straczynski. Yep, yeah, yep. I think so. Who mm -hmm. is also one of the head writers for the real Ghostbusters cartoon series? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. So, I had another go. So <laughs> Sorry, I mean, you, you know, he's he, he's got some chops already. So mm -hmm. you might as well you might want to check it out at least an episode or two. Um, sure. Um, it gets it gets really weird. It's it's a very classic style of space opera, mm -hmm. but it's only in one spot. <laughs> yeah, I I remember I I remember back then there being kind of a Babylon Five versus Deep Space Nine type of feud between nerds, and I I went with Deep Space Nine just because Trek's always been my first yeah. love. So so I. Like I said, also, 95, I was just getting into the Air Force. I was about a year into the Air Force when that came out. So I was finishing, finishing up training and everything, and <laughs> they didn't let us watch a whole lot of television back then. So that's probably why I never got into it. I was going to say, uh, if it's a, if it's in that time frame, he'll tell you, oh, that was Air Force. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it came out during this time, I was in the Air Force. That's why we learned about that's why we know that Brock didn't see Scream when it first came out, but that's a whole other conversation. So anyway, <laughs> look, see, let, let, let me watch the other ones and then we'll do a maybe a Patreon exclusive yeah. of the Scream movies. <laughs> see, and I, I was I was like I watched everything that I could get my hands on, but I I tended to be the only person amongst my friends that did the off the beaten path sci-fi stuff mm -hmm. like uh, Firefly or um, yeah. Farscape or mm -hmm. Uh, uh oh, do you, do you not know Farscape, Kevin? Or no, no, I know. I, oh no, I know Farscape. <laughs> okay. when you, the reason I got that reaction was you, you you said off the beaten path and and Firefly, but when Firefly came out, I don't know if I would have classified that as off the beaten path because when it came out, it was pretty popular when it came out. Yes. So but a lot of my yeah. friends were still stuck in Star Trek and Star Wars uh, mm -hmm. and. You know more more of the mainstream stuff, yeah. and and although yes, I will argue that you know Firefly was mainstream as well because mm -hmm. it was syndicated on television. I mean, uh, right? You know, it was is wonderful, and 
I would suggest Babylon 5 is something just to dip your toe in, see sure. if you like it. Um, if you don't, you know, you know what? You gave it a shot and you tried to see if there was something else that you could have fun with. But yeah. yeah. I've got to add it to my list because I'm like right now going through 90s television. Like I said, I'm slowly working on the X Files. <laughs> so that's it's on the, the docket. I've always wanted to watch. I remember they used to run the uh, ads for it after, didn't it run on the weekends on uh, our local Fox or. The uh, um, well, like I said, WBRC since we're in the Birmingham yeah. market, then it used to run mm-hmm. on like the late on the weekends. Yeah, it would it would run, and then when Stargate SG One finally started, they would run it. I always remember those when those random memories they would run them on the weekends. And one of the things with, that I have attachment with that series is I ran into one of the actors from the mm-hmm. series uh, very haphazardly at Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. He bumped into me and I spilled my drink. <laughs> and he turned around and he, so it's the actor that played Garibaldi and his name's escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. But um he bumped into me, he saw that he, that I spilled my drink. I didn't say anything about it. I looked over and saw him and I was like, "Uh," oh. and then I went to like order a refill on my drink and he he stopped the bartender and said, "No, that's my fault. Oh. Serve this man up with uh, a 21 Glen Levitt." Which is twenty-one-year-old Scotch. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, nice. wow. And he sat down on the stool next to me and started to apologize. I was like, "No, it's really crowded and stuff." Yeah. And I and I looked at him. And was like, I I think I know who you are. He's like, "Yes, I am who who you think I am." <laughs> and and we sat down and talked a while and stuff. And uh, I got you know a few questions in, mainly just chit chat but one of the big questions i remember him answering was why do you love coming to things like dragon con so much he's like oh i get treated like a normal person mm-hmm. in the booth and yeah. like when i'm at the booth or when i'm at like like speaking or anything like that yes he's treated like the star but mm-hmm. when he's not at his booth he can act like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's what a lot of people, like a lot of stars and stuff that I ran into. Like Virginia Hay, she's mm-hmm. Zan from Farscape. She's also been in like one of the older Mad Max movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. She she loved the the fact that she could be walking around and be treated as a normal person mm-hmm. at Dragon Con when she yep. wasn't working. And if I remember right, Virginia Hayes, she's pretty tall, too, isn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. she's almost. So she kind of stands out. I'm six feet. Yeah, yeah. the The guy who played uh, Garibaldi is uh, Jerry Doyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him. There, there was a convention called Vulcon, V-U-L-K-O-N. Uh, it was run by two guys out of Florida, and they came up to Atlanta. They had Jimmy Dewan was supposed to be there, but they had Jerry Doyle and Tracy Scoggins or Tracy Scroggins. But I um, met uh, Jerry and Tracy there uh, and had not, like I said, watched Babylon 5, but still got their autograph and everything. I, did, did Jerry pass away? Yeah, Jerry's. Yeah, he said like he passed 2016. away in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That, that was like, Super do you nice guy. What mm-hmm. year was, was this? Do you remember you bumped into him at Dragon uh, Con? <clears throat> I want to say it was like my first year at Dragon Con, which was maybe 2002. Okay. So I'm just saying, because like, just for me, the scale you're saying it was crowded at Dragon Con in 2002. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. That might have been a, a You have no idea. <laughs> that might have been a blistering, what, maybe 5,000 people, maybe? <laughs> no, like, it, 
after after nine o'clock at night at the bar, it's just yeah. overly crowded. Like <laughs> that it's just like unbelievable. Yeah. And and I love Dragon Con. I can't you know mm-hmm. I haven't been back in a while, but like I, I always had fun coming up with the the weird costumes that people didn't quite get. Like uh, one year, I showed up as the devil. <laughs> and I was I had horns and I and and like red contacts mm-hmm. and a nice you know double breasted suit and I walked around with a contract for people's souls. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> and and it said in the fine print that this was an exchange, not a loan. So as soon as you got your wish, I got your soul, <laughs> and the soul could quote not be in use at the time of 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 it being claimed. <laughs> so, so you instantly got your wish and you instantly died. But I ran around and and showed a bunch of uh, people this contract, and I had a few authors that were like looking at it, and they were just like they were like looking at it, it as like as per Don- hell versus Dante and like all these weird like uh, you know hell like books about hell and stuff like that uh references like they were legal uh Mm -hmm. references and it was really well done my friend sinshatis i'm not going to use his real name because i Mm. I, you know i don't know i don't have permission to use his real name Mm. but he's the one who came up with a lot of the flowery text Uh, i came out with like you know the bulk of like what it should be like the framework but he filled everything Mm. in Oh, wow. Beautiful, wonderful writer. Huh. Um, you know, very happy, uh, very blessed to have him as a friend. <laughs> but, it's one of those costumes that only oh will only ever work at a convention. Because if yeah. you were to step outside and try to do that stuff, yeah, oh no. <laughs> I, uh, but I went up to writers and stuff, and they would like read the thing over, and like James O'Barr read it over, who wrote The Crow. He like looked at it and says. I'm not signing this because the first time, you know, like he 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 got really superstitious about it and said, <laughs> you know, the very first time that I think that this is a joke and sign it here at Dragon Con will be the first time that it's real. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, a couple of other authors like looked at it and said, this is funny. This looks a lot like my agent's contract. <laughs> um, but. The, the best part of it was uh, there was a couple of people that were dressed as angels at that year's Dragon Con. And one guy, would, he would perch on like a table or something. And I, we, we would talk back and forth. We got kind of friendly. He, he seeked me out because like, you know, it's Dragon Con. Someone comes out with a great costume mm-hmm. and a rumor mill starts. Mm-hmm. And so like the rumors started around about me in, in the devil costume and stuff. Just very subtle. And uh, he wanted to talk to me and we started talking back and forth. And I noticed that it was like getting kind of hard to see <laughs> because there were so many flashes going off. <laughs> and oh, my God. Yeah, it was like because, you know, here, here's the guy that's acting as the devil talking to an angel and stuff. And he had like a suit with like the nice brown wings and stuff. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Now, the one I nearly went blind on was there was this girl that looked way too young to be at dragon con by herself but maybe she was just small or something like that but she was dressed up like the cutesy little angel with like the the sheer white dress and stuff like that and you know very very cutesy angel not nothing like a victoria's secret style thing it was more more much more innocent than that but she walked up 
and asked for a contract. She's And she was another person that said, I've been looking for you all weekend. <laughs> and so I start offering the contract and everything, and it got bad. Because like suddenly it was like this very you know petite girl that's in the cute angel outfit, and then me in the devil get up. <laughs> and it got to a point where I just had to stop <laughs> what I was doing. It's like, guys, please, like... You know, she she really just wants to sign the contract and have a little bit of fun and everything. But can we can we tone down flashes a little bit? <laughs> you know, and then uh, I think that was the same year that one of my friends did the twelve foot tall Optimus Prime. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, he was he had to have handlers. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was rough because he was he was just massive. Mm. Yeah, I love Dragon Con, and I mm. need to get back to going to that again. Definitely, definitely. Man. Yeah, that's that, that's our annual drug of choice mm, for sure. <laughs> of course, with all the other conventions here in Birmingham and, yeah. and surrounding areas. Yeah, the, the the other conventions for you guys are just hits anyway. It's just like the, it's it's the it's the just to get to keep, keep you going by. until Dragon. That's Con. right. <laughs> I, I say Dragon Con is our nerd Mardi Gras, but like I said, it's my it's my geek family reunion. Like I said, yeah. we only see our that's people. What it is. That's I go mostly for now, like not the guests or whatever. I just go for my friends. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, we we'll take our Ghostbusters flight suits, and that's really it right now. Mm-hmm. You know when. I'm going to get the space to where I can actually build costumes and stuff again. We'll do it, but you know, we'll go a little bit more all out, but right now, yeah, it's like Bo said, you just get together with all your friends that you, you get to see once a year. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean, no they- proton pack going with you to dragon con. My proton, I know they're heavy. <laughs> uh, my proton pack yeah, is in East Alabama right now with a friend. Mm-hmm. because I don't have room in this house to store it. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of his possessions that are still in East Alabama that have not made their way to this area yeah. yet. So <laughs> it's It's been over four years, and I've still got stuff in storage yeah. almost three hours away. So it'll it'll eventually get back with me. But it also, being in your mid-40s with you know a 25, 27-pound pack on your back for hours will... Uh, yeah, no... <laughs> That's what that's why it cracked me up, you know, in the recent interviews that took place with Afterlife with Bill Murray talking about, you know, that was a refrigerator on the back and stuff yeah. and <laughs> how they, you know, made them lighter for him this time around than the first go around. So, yeah. yeah. You think when we get middle aged and we get that loving, uh, you know, dad bod beer belly thing on the front that it would kind of help counteract it a little bit uh, the physics just don't work that way it just it's all heavy uh, eventually i'll 3d print one and, and make it a lot lighter mm-hmm. but the one i've got the one my, my pack now is is fiberglass and aluminum and it's it's not not light but it's beautiful it's a beautiful pack thank you it's I, been a while I since toyed I've around it. I, I toyed around with the idea of actually building a pack mm-hmm. but the pack i want to build like no one no one has any designs for it and and no one wants to be as crazy as as what I'm asking for. I want the pack from the video game. Um, oh we there, we, there is we've one got friends with them. Oh well we've yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like yeah, where, where you can change it to the different styles and mm-hmm. the and the parts yep. pop yep. out and the, oh yes, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, because I'm in trouble. Yeah. We'll send My you wife's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you guys tell me this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of our friends Ignorance up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. One of our friends in Pennsylvania. He's currently, is he, is he building it or is he, he's already got it built. 
I think uh, he's already got it built. Matt? He did a video game pack. I don't know if his his did the whole big fancy venting one. The one I'm talking about is called the uh, it's called it's referred to as the Phoenix pack. Oh, I know, I've seen that those. one. The, the venting pack is yeah. that those one. Are great. Yeah, yeah. Where they're they're using like vape pens or something like that to. Mm-hmm. No, I mean like the cyclotron pops <clears throat> up. The, it does. The, uh, yeah, yeah. The, like the bumper all... pops out. Yeah. Yeah, that was a guy in Louisiana that built that one, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Matt, I think Matt, they know Matt's people. Does, Matt's, I don't. Matt's, I don't know how elaborate his does, but his does do a lot of the uh, the uh, different effects from the uh, video game. Yeah, it's it's so funny that uh, so my grandfather was an engineer, and you know he tried to figure out all kinds of things, and you're talking about now what are practical effects, which would have been special effects back then. Mm. I remember hearing the rumor about uh, some engineers interviewed Gene Roddenberry about the sliding doors on on the uh, first Star Trek, and they were just flabbergasted. They couldn't figure <laughs> it out. Like, how are you getting these doors to move? And Gene Roddenberry like looked at him really funny. He's yeah. like, I have two guys holding onto poles, yanking the doors back and forth. <laughs> and when they say, when I scream open, they open the door and then they close the door back. <laughs> yep. There's no technology here at all. <laughs> Good old fashioned elbow uh, grease. Uh, <laughs> makes me think like in an airplane too, where they went through, they had to do a shh, shh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's amazing how much Star Trek has influenced all of our yeah. technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have yeah. communicators. Mm-hmm. We have uh, from Next Generation. We have touchscreen now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, just all kinds of stuff, innovative things that have, and even concepts like you know the warp, like warp. Mm-hmm. being a concept now of like mm-hmm. you know i bet there's some scientists out there that's like wanting to do that and trying to figure out like is this feasible can this work his name is elon well in all seriousness that there are scientists out there that are working to disprove the laws that are in place you know that yeah. that, that, that should keep you from being able to travel faster than light and there is a lot of theoretical stuff out there that's actually getting close to being something that we could potentially test. And, you know, that, that's that's exciting and scary at the same time. Yeah. So, so to tie in Star Trek and Elon Musk and Tesla and then the modding you, you talked about earlier, Kevin. Yeah. Have you have you seen like I, now I only saw this on a Prius because I used to own mm-hmm. one. Have you seen like where someone has taken the heads-up display or the touchscreen display on the mm-hmm. Tesla and basically reskinned it to look like the next generation. The L cars. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't seen that. No. Okay. I mean, that's strange, someone someone did it that. for the Prius a long time ago, and they dressed up a Prius to look like a Gen Two <laughs> Star Trek shuttle. Nice. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm following a guy right now that's obsessed with turning his Tesla into a uh, kit. Oh, so he's doing I've seen that. he's doing the lights in the front, yeah, and he actually front and he, yeah. yeah he's got the lights on the front, and he's actually uh, he's actually changed his. Uh, if you have like a Model Three or a Model Y, you you get one screen in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to add the heads up display to the middle, like right in front of you, he he basically he has a, a more basic version like I have, and he has the 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 regular steering wheel, so he switched it out for a yoke steering yeah. wheel, so it's more like kit. And then he put a heads-up display 
and he also has it hooked into his phone. So his phone has an app that, that is kit, just an yeah. app that you get on the Play Store. It's, it's kit and he can talk to it and everything. So I haven't seen the Star Trek one, but I've seen the, the one for kit and it's pretty impressive. What, yeah, is, the, what is he able the, to do off the shelf? Yeah. The, the one for Star Trek was like very off the beaten path. Like, uh, where did I discover that? 2007, I mm-hmm. think. Maybe 2008. No, yeah, it was 2008. Uh, there was this big thing where people were ripping their, their car stereos out of their cars and mm-hmm. replacing them with computers. Yeah. And you could have a DVD player or rip movies to, to like the computer that was on a touch screen in your car. And yeah. that's the form that I found that start that where someone had basically transformed their Prius model two, And I think it was like a 2007 model mm-hmm. to into a star Trek shuttle. And like he had, he had the pinstriping, you know, going down the side and everything. And, you know, he had tinted the windows properly it it looked like they were separated at birth. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but Fast and the Furious is that they they kind of made that popular in the car scene was, you know, you by the yeah. time we got to Too Fast Too Furious, you know, you had the 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 character her name was Suki or something. She had her the the pink car, and then she had the little display of the of the anime character that was like doing that or whatever whenever she was driving. Or yeah. whatever, and it was very obviously like a computer heads-up display, and then you had all the main characters. So you know that that was kind of a normal thing, and then you know that that's kind of where that came that spawned off of. I know that it was already yeah. started to become a thing before that, but Fast and the Furious is what made everybody want to do. That. Yeah, it, it became very popular. Everyone wanted DVD players and all this right. other mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, I, back then I was working as that subcontractor for Dell, so I was like mm-hmm. covering that middle third of the state. And like I'd, I'd go anywhere from Tuscaloosa to Anniston, mm-hmm. and you know I had my GPS, I had all of my music, I had all of my ticketing system for like closing out the tickets and stuff like that, all built into the car. <laughs> well, I mean, as you can imagine, there's a lot of people that realize this, but a lot of people that don't. Tesla's a software company. <laughs> they they just happens to make cars. They're 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 getting more into being more of a car company. But in the in the reality of it is, is unlike a, a Prius or a traditional car manufacturer, they don't like you messing with their software, and they will brick your car if you go trying to get too far into <laughs> to messing with their software. So, wow. as a result, you don't see a whole lot of mods beyond okay. I know it's got a twelve volt battery, and I can plug this in and add my own switch, but I hope that it doesn't pull too much load that the software system freaks out and thinks that the battery's dying. You know, yeah. so there's not a whole lot of customization that you can do with it because they have such an iron grip on the software and how it runs. Yeah. Software companies and, and like proprietary things are another soapbox that I'll stay away from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, instead, so instead of shade tree mechanics, you have shade tree hackers now with cars, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> you'd, you'd be surprised. Like, uh, John Deere had a major issue with hackers. Oh, they still do. It just reminds me of, yeah, because you can't repair them. You can't change the oil in a a modern John Deere tractor without using the proper software code. Wow. In a tractor. Yeah. Yeah. They want you to over $500. Yeah. Yeah. It costs over $500 for the technician to come out to your farm and enter the code. Boy, that's a lot different than the It's like the McDonald's ice cream machines. (laughs) Oh, don't even. Yeah. Yeah. It is exactly like the McDonald's ice cream machine. Yeah. Now, (laughs) 
Now, Brock, you said you were a writer, right? Uh huh. Do you know the the limitation of uh, Microsoft Word for writing? I have never pushed it that far, so no. Five hundred pages. Yeah, I feel like I've written that many. But no. <laughs> if if you go if you go if you start going well past five hundred pages, the software starts freaking out and randomly deleting things. That's why novel writers and stuff like that they'll save individual chapters ah okay that's separate files yeah (laughs) wow (laughs) well i have i haven't ventured off into novel territory yet i'm i just write press releases and featured stories (laughs) (laughs) yeah you'd have it'd have to be one heck of a press release to to get that 500 (laughs) yeah it would (laughs) oh Oh. my gosh well, let's uh, let's dive into retro systems really quickly. I know that Bo is really uh, quickly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as quickly as we can. I, I know Bo is as uh, a resident retro gamer, but you you do quite a yeah. a lot of reviews on your channel. As far as I, I've seen, a lot of your hardware reviews. Yeah, so, that's that's again part of me trying to remove the fear of someone someone wants to buy like an atari 2600 Mm -hmm. and they don't know everything that should come with it i hate the idea that someone could be too scared to take that leap and enjoy something like that because they're too scared of like i don't want to get ripped off or i don't i'm not so sure i'm going to be buying the right one or anything like that Mm -hmm. and i have a lot of old systems (laughs) like just some more of the off-the-wall things. I have a TurboGrafx-16, which is made mm-hmm. by NEC. I have a Sega Master System, which was the predecessor nice. to the Genesis. Nice. You know? Wow. You, you, you two actually know what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to play it back in, uh, back in high school. My best friend had a Master System. We used to play it all the time. I, I love that think, thing. I think the Ghostbusters game on that thing is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and I played... The NES Ghostbusters, the Sega Master System Ghostbusters, and the Ghostbusters on the Apple IIe. Ah, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Better, better. <laughs> and I think I like the uh, the one on the Master System the best. I just, mm-hmm. I guess I've got one. I've got one that I don't. I don't know if you have. I'm going to ask. Okay. Do you have a Philips CDI? Yes. Okay. And and a <laughs> and I have one of one of the Link Zelda games. Oh, oh, nice! The CDI was ahead of its time. It was so ahead of its time. They tried to do edutainment, right? Type yeah. things, and it's like yeah. it kind of worked and it kind of didn't work. I have a working CD attachment for the Atari Jack. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> I have uh, a Neo Geo AES, which is ridiculous like let me reach over here (laughs) he's getting it out here we go (laughs) you know just the little cartridge boy that's a big case for a second size oh whoa no that was a big case i thought i could only i could only see the uh the label on there and i'm like well that's a tiny thing no that i can see it's enormous Wow. And I bet it's got like two two kilobytes of, of memory in it or something. Yeah. <laughs> that, that particular game is 62 meg. Mm. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's, that's that's one good thing I'd say. Like, that's it was a, such a wild west of like, especially that was oh, what the God. 80s and 90s. Like, it was 
everybody tried to make a system and get one out there mm-hmm. where now it's just kind of become the big three well four if you, if you say pc then the big three companies yeah but yeah. like you know everybody tried to make something like and that's what i say like with, with that it was just everybody was like it was weird and like those things were really freaking expensive too <laughs> like, yeah. yeah for yeah, the time it, frame back when the neo geo was out like the games on average were five hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, oh, not the same. system, the game. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's very hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> what other like you know like I've, I've any other challenges on like do I yeah. have this system or not? <laughs> not for me. <laughs> no, I just wanted. To, I, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to flex. I appreciate oh. that. <laughs> that's, that's one that a lot of people haven't even heard of is the CDI. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of old systems like the Vetrix. I would love to get my hands on one of those. Or the Fairchild, which was the first ever cartridge-based system. Don't have those. But those are like Gen 2. Mm-hmm. And then and NES is Gen 3. Now, Gen 1 is like, you know, the, the, the Pong systems, basically. Yeah. The television mm-hmm. Pong systems. Where it's like, no, no, it only plays this and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one to ask you. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you do computers and you do consoles, right? Yeah. Or is it just from, do you have a Tandy 1000? No, I have a TRS-80. Okay. And I have a Commodore 64, mm-hmm. uh, the brown bread box <laughs> version. Ooh, nice. Um, I used to have the long white one, but I sold it recently to one of the kids that used to live with us for a little while. I still wish I had like that old Apple two E that was like the briefcase style. Yeah. But I don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm here just, I'm, I'm wanting to take a Saturn again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, in is, a, you're in an interesting that is a time world to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm not getting a Sega Saturn again anytime <laughs> soon. I chose I mean, that over could- the PlayStation when it first came out. That's why I've never been a PlayStation. I've never owned a PlayStation at all. It's because I went with the Saturn and the jump back to Nintendo. Yep. Or oh went with the Xbox instead. Guardian Heroes on the Sega mm. Saturn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bomberman, where you can have like 16 multiplayer, 16 yeah. people multiplayer. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And of course, like the, the other thing is, uh, what my what my channel is named for, which is Mundane Designs, is the name of the channel. It's in honor of a company that I absolutely love. They're not around anymore, but Victor Ireland actually recreated a new company. But it was Working Designs, and mm-hmm. if any of you guys have ever seen any of their materials, where it was just like, here's the special edition of Working Designs thing. It's like. It comes with a watch. It comes with a ring. It comes with a necklace. It comes with a pendant. It comes with, you know, a soundtrack. All, you know, back when everyone else was doing black and white instruction manuals, they were doing mm. full color, gold leafed mm. edged, leather bound hardback books. Wow. They, wow. they went the extra mile every mm. single time that they could. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I see. I see that now. Like I pulled it up here. I didn't realize. Like I said, it's yeah. pulled up the working designs. Uh, on pulled up on Wikipedia, and I see your your logo is exactly a great attribute to it. I love. That. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, I I actually created that logo and recorded. I record all of my stuff ahead of time. Um, mm-hmm. like so, 
right now I'm recording episodes for 2023 because <laughs> I release them slowly and stuff. Um, oh. so, so first something, and the 15th, correct? Yeah, the first and the 15th. Mm-hmm. So just in case like something comes up where like I'm going to be gone for a little while, I was like, no, no, everything's on autopilot. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's um, good. But for two years, I worked on the channel before releasing a single episode. And one of the things I did was I reached out to all of the higher up people from Working Designs and I said, hey, I really loved Working Designs and here's the logo for my YouTube channel. If you have any problems with this, please let me know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I never heard anything back and I gave them two years to reply. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm in the clear. (laughs) I'd say so. But but, uh, well. No, no, no. You, you have to send that to the lawyers. <laughs> yeah, there's no lawyers. There's no company. <laughs> there you go. Um, although, like, I think they've been kind of resurrected. I don't know exactly how the details on that. But if you go to their website, they actually exist again for some reason. Hmm. I think it's because the LLC got resurrected and any of the properties that they still technically own that got black holed when they went under are now being offered to be resold and rehashed for the newer market, like digitally on the PlayStation 4 or anything like that. Because they still have the the US rights to those games. It's 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 very interesting. Like all these companies are now realizing after years and years, well probably decade a decade or more now, people doing ROMs and emulating games, they're realizing people still want to play these games. Mm-hmm. And now they're they're getting a lot of these older companies to either make a port of it or do something with it. I mean, even Konami woke up with Cowabunga. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> when, thank when, goodness. When, when is that hitting? Uh, this year, apparently. Later, that's let's see. Yeah, that's a collection I'm getting, for sure. Hey, guys, I'm, Wait, I'm still just... A, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm, t- I'm, I'm searching here. You guys continue on. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm still just amazed that I'm seeing... I mean, from the generation we're from, that I'm seeing Sonic appear in Nintendo stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used yeah. to be like a death match between Sega and Nintendo, and now that you know Nintendo won, you know, in that in that battle, yeah, that now Sega stuff is now cooperating with Nintendo. That just, I mean, if I'd have been a kid and heard mm-hmm. that, I'd have been like, "There's no way," yeah, because I was in the Sega camp. I had the Sega Genesis, Sega CD, 32X, the Sonic and Knuckles, mm-hmm. all the Sonic games. I had all that stuff, so I was like, a, you know, I was big into Sega Genesis. And you know, seeing that now just blows my mind. <laughs> well, as of right now, it just has a it just says twenty twenty two is the release date, so it's this year. So mm-hmm. at least we yeah. got at least a, yeah. Can I mean, the, the, at the very worst, it'll be November because mm-hmm. they'll want to have it out before. Yeah. So so that people can oh, get yeah. it for Christmas. Are they going to be physical or just digital? They're they're no, they're going to do both. I saw yeah. where they are. I think I think digital might be the first one, but I think there is going to be a physical because like I'm still I'm with you. I still I like having a physical copy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bought a physical copy of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a beat 'em ups fan, and mm-hmm. I wanted like I played Scott Pilgrim on someone else's PlayStation Three, and I was like, oh my gosh, I missed this, and I missed a lot of stuff in that during that time because I got addicted to World of Warcraft. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've sent, I don't know anything about that. I, <laughs> <laughs> that um. <laughs> Oh, that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll I'll touch on a few things from WoW. Uh oh God. that's 
where the name Mondane comes from, which I borrowed that from Reaper Miniatures because they had is as one of their characters. And you can't really copyright a name. And I already knew Ed Pugh and stuff, and he was kind of cool with it. So uh, Ed Pugh's the guy who owns Reaper Miniatures down in Irving, Texas. Great place. Not as fun as Riverwalk, though. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I see you smile. <laughs> um, so, you know, I played a horde war undead warlock and all this other stuff. Kevin, how much into World of Warcraft did you get into? Yeah. A lot. Uh, <laughs> okay. A lot. I'm, I'm going to mention the name. But, but of, I was an alliance guy, so. I, th it doesn't matter. I'm going to yeah. mention the name of someone who I, who I was in a guild with okay. that he got so infamous that it went, okay. it didn't matter if you were Horde, it didn't matter if you were Alliance, and it didn't matter what server you were on. Uh -huh. The guy's name was Varn. <laughs> you know! You know! Yes. Now that laugh kind of gives it he, away. <laughs> do you know he hit the gold cap six times? Oh my god. And the gold cap was so low back then, it's like astronomical now, but yeah. Yeah, because he cornered the gem market on my server mm. to the point where he just took over and like people mm. couldn't get recipes. People, people had yeah. top end rating guilds had to go to him and pay him gold to cut gems for their gear. And like everyone, it was called pulling a varn. If yeah. you took over a, this, a market, that, you know, I actually <laughs> did something very, I'm I, I did something person. very similar to that with, um, with, I would wait till there was a release and I would find out whatever fish uh, were needed for recipes. And I had a, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. The blizzard strike me down. I don't play the game anymore. I bought it. <laughs> I had a bot that we would sit there and just fish, fish, fish. Um, and I, I controlled the market because I could just flood it. And the way the auction house was set up was somebody would put something on, I put it on five silver cheaper. Yep. And, and because I had so much, I could just keep going. And I made so much money doing that. It was crazy. The reason Varn was so good at it, his real job was part of a marketing company. <laughs> and his thing was, you know, selling X item or coming up with a new idea. Do you know that he's the one who came up with the resurgence of Tinkerbell? No. For Disney. Yeah. Right. It's his fault. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's Nothing not bad. Tinkerbell's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, there are some cool. parents that are just like, "Oh, I, Tinkerbell!" It, it got a little ridiculous, though. There's well, and I, I, I've I've seen videos on on mentioning that name before. Um, wow! And then the terminology I've heard of it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you played World of Warcraft, you yeah, you, you pretty much heard that. For sure. Well, now you could get away with playing World of Warcraft and not know who that was until you actually got into actually trying to play the auction house. Yeah. And as soon as you did, you you heard of that by just looking at YouTube videos and stuff of like, oh, you yeah. know, what's the best way to do this? And, and going to Wowhead and ThoughtBot back in the day, you would oh, always gosh. hear about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but no more. No more. I'm not. I'm. I'm mm -hmm. I'm free. I'm, I've been clean for years and years. Now. I'm the same. It's not even installed on the PC anymore. Nope. Uh, nope. I, I I don't even play Diablo three anymore. I <laughs> I try to stay away from from everything Blizzard because I don't want to be dragged back into that at all. 
Well, it, it helps that Blizzard is is perpetually a dumpster fire now with the company, yeah. and it used to be a company that all other gaming companies would look up to, and now yeah. they're kind of a dumpster fire. <laughs> so, so Microsoft well, got them so cheap. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, Brock, you have a thing for redheads, but you don't play Sony. <laughs> But I don't what? Wow. But you don't play Sony. You don't play on Sony systems. I, I don't. I, I'm I am Xbox exclusive. Means that you're missing out on the the fiery redhead that shoots robot dinosaurs, Aloy, from Horizon Forbidden West. Oh and yeah. Horizon oh. Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah. I just recently saw a, a, a clip of of that. Now Zero Dawn just recently had a master thing sh uh version show up on pc now uh -huh. i think but yeah sony yeah. well gorilla games owns uh owns that franchise and sony owns gorilla games okay but yeah you, you should uh it's it's a lot of fun imagine tomb raider mm -hmm. with like really oh you see that combat you... from from god <laughs> of war mixed in and <laughs> You notice the that, eyes, that eyebrow went up. Oh, a Tomb Raider. That's a redhead. <laughs> Brock, the best thing you can do is hop, hop on the Twitch, look for the game, find somebody playing it, and then just watch it for about 30 minutes. You'll, I'll it, do that. He's right. It's a phenomenal looking game. Okay. Yeah. You, you mentioned Tomb Raider and Redhead in the same breath. That's okay. <laughs> he sold. Yeah, that zeroed in for me. <laughs> you have piqued his interest. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's okay. We yeah. all have our thing. Yeah. Well, that, that's one of those situations. And I have my opinions on console exclusivity of game exclusivity. I, I have never liked it. Yeah. I understand why it's a thing, but you know, as primarily a PC gamer and I've been a PC gamer for the last God, 20 plus years, I hate it when stuff like that comes out and they're like, it's coming out on consoles. And it's like, why don't you release it on PC? But it's, but we also win when it's like, it's coming out on Xbox and PC because, I mean, come on, it's Microsoft. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they're going to release it on their best systems, which is going to be a PC. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Like it's just whole... usually it's, it's usually it's it's a Sony when, when that, they, they, you know, they, they just want it to be just on their system. Mm -hmm. like but sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for because you might end up with something like, oh, I don't know, Batman Arkham City on PC. <laughs> Ooh, hey, yeah. but you know what? <laughs> Cyberpunk. A PC actually Ooh. got the best version of that. Yes, Everybody uh, else was eating, eating paste. <laughs> you know what? I ate paste for like 300 hours on Cyberpunk on PlayStation 4 Pro. And I get that a lot of people are still upset because right now the game's technically, I, I would call it a beta stage. 1.5 is basically still. beta um, still, which is really bad considering the timeline. But you kind of look at it and it's like, yeah, there's all these problems wrapped around it and everything. But if you dig and look past that, it's like, fundamentally, there's a really good game there. Mm -hmm. And you just, you just have to be able to, if you can see past everything that's wrong and every time that it crashes and stuff like that, if you can see past all of that and get past all of that frustration, mm -hmm. at its core, there is a really, really wonderful game with a great story that mm -hmm. is a little bit grim. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a really high profile, a, a relatively high profile Twitch streamer. His name's Co Carnage mm -hmm. um, that I watch quite a bit. He's actually in the game. 
they actually mocapped him and put him in wow. the in the game. He's actually in it, and he, of course, I guess that's kind of beholden him to play the game a little bit more. But even he was coming up, you know, was playing on the PC version, and he was running into issues and was telling them. And of course, they had reps watching him play. But in just being able to watch him play, and he did multiple playthroughs with different styles and whatnot. It is a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful game, and it's got a, a, a very compelling story. Yeah, it's just it gets very bleak, and uh-huh. you can only take that for so long before you yeah. have to like put it away it's, and set it down and like go play something a little <laughs> bit more you know happy go lucky. You know, like it's very Blade um, Runner. It's, yeah, it's, very it's, got that, that, mm. it's got that that feel to it. That the whole game is like that, mm. where it's just grim and dark, and yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that all of you have have uh, since played the remastering of Mass Effect, and uh, my wife bought it for me for Christmas. That's probably going to be the next game on my list to play. Is uh, the remastering of all of <laughs> what? Oh no, no! I've, 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 Mass Effect. These guys that they share a love for Mass Effect, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> just I know that character. I've, 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 I can search Wikipedia. No, it's it's really cool. I've just never got into it. It's really not my type of game. I just, yeah, well, I like mean, that's that's the way it is. Like I know some people they've tried. And they're like, eh, it's not for me. But like I said, once you yeah. get once you get in it, like I said, me and Brock will attest it. <laughs> you, you, you get to Mass Effect too, and it's got its claws in you. So, <laughs> oh, like no, for, for, no for me, because like I always say, like I think I've told this. I've said this, Brock. To me, like Star Wars is at home is the de- definition space story of film where Trek is the definition of, say, story of TV, and I think Mass Effect is that for video games. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I don't know. It's just it's a great spanning story. Like I said, I'm, I'm still working on it. I get it back here and there. I, I went, I blazed through the remaster Mass Effect 1. I'm halfway through Mass Effect 2, which is my favorite of the three. I'm just playing it when I can. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that we're, that Bo and I are friends with the voice <laughs> actor for Commander Shepard. Yeah, we've met we've met him multiple <laughs> times at Dragon Con. See, that's one reason why you need to come back. He, yeah. he, he and the thing yeah. about it is, he's not there as an official guest. He's there as a, wow. a, a attendee. He, he, he just, comes to Dragon Con to to, to party. Every <laughs> every now and then, like they'll they'll book him as a guest. But like the first time I met him at Dragon Con, he was just there hanging out. And then like the last day, that Monday morning, he took one of the abandoned spots in the mm-hmm. uh, Walk of Fame and just wrote his name on a on a piece a piece of a, uh, a poster board. Yeah, and people come and hung out with him. Yeah, he did See, that in in Raphael Sabarge's uh, booth yeah, one year. Yeah, yep. Yeah, <laughs> Raphael, who uh, plays Caden, in uh, he's a voice actor for Caden. He was also Jiminy Cricket in Once Upon a Time, the mm-hmm. television series. He left on Sunday evening, and Mark took over his booth yeah. uh, on that Monday and met everybody there. Just <laughs> chilled out, like, all right. <laughs> See, the the next time that I go to Dragon Con, uh, I'm probably going to have to bring my Sega Saturn and my dual stick controllers and a copy of virtual on because I had a, I have this standing challenge to Xavier woods uh, uh. (laughs) playing him in virtual on. And I have two of the sticks that like uh, were from the arcade machine that got adapted to the Sega Saturn. (laughs) And I know that Xavier lives close, Mm -hmm. close by to Atlanta somewhere. And um, I I think he does. I don't think I've talked about it. I met him at Dragon Con and didn't realize it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you remember, Mo Day. I'll tell you, we were, I was waiting in the, we were at the Marriott. I had some friends that were staying there, of course, waiting the ridiculous times to wait on the uh, uh, elevator to go. 
Well, oh. he was he had some kind of cosplay mashed up where he was Mister Freeze, mm-hmm. and like oh. it, like and I didn't recognize him. You know, I was just talking to him as hey, fellow Dragon Con attendee, and of course he saw me as I was in my Ghostbuster gear proton pack. We talked. Well, then later on that evening they had the wrestling event, and one of my other friends goes, "Hey, that's Xavier Woods." I said. I just had a 15 minute conversation with him when you're in the elevator to go with him. And he loved every moment of it. Oh, yeah. That's because he got treated like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. Uh, I, I really wish that none of the wrestlers had a bad taste in their mouth when they, when they thought about Birmingham because usually they come here to be under the knife. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, I want to tell, it was like, please reach out to me. I'll show you some of the better places to go eat, <laughs> some of the better places to go have some fun and stuff like that. Like, uh, uh, Triple H, he, him and Stephanie were, were eating mm-hmm. at Sur and West downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I saw them. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan pretty much stayed hidden the entire time. He was here. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he's such a big name that I don't even think yeah. he bur- little old Birmingham. I don't think he can hide. Oh, no, absolutely yeah. not. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Nash hid fairly well, but he kind of didn't want to because it kept on going to Hooters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For the, they got specifically good, the one, they got Hamlet. good wings. I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, right. Yeah, the, sure. food, the food's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Who else has been? Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to message Big E before he had uh, already gone back to Tampa. Because it's like, don't come to Birmingham and think that like uh, I'm just here to get worked on and I hate it here and I'm going to leave. It's like, no, you remember like at one point in time in the United States they did a contest for barbecue, and Alabama had the top ten locked down. All of, all of the mm-hmm. top ten that year. No one, no one, <laughs> no other state had anywhere on the top ten. Mm-hmm. They started at eleven and went on. <laughs> take so that, it's Texas. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, take that, Texas, Tennessee, South Carolina. Anybody Kansas. else that claims to have great Kansas audience? City? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. There's all kinds of things in Birmingham mm-hmm. that famous yeah. people don't realize. Hey, it's pretty nice here. Like. Now, I only heard this as a rumor. There are several houses sprinkled all over Alabama because apparently this is the place to hide. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Various celebrities own certain properties and houses where it's like, you know, I just want to go hide for like a month or two and they'll just come here. Nobody comes to the Deep South. I mean, (laughs) you might as well, right? That's not true. Um, <laughs> there are some country music singers that have property and, and homes down around Enterprise. And I, oh, I don't know if I should say this. Do we really call it Enterprise or do, should we just call it by its proper name, Enterprise slash Op? <laughs> it's, op. It's, well, it's not that close to Op. <laughs> it's, it's a few miles from Op. Quite, quite a few miles. Cause that, that's where I'm but from. So small. I, I was born in Enterprise. <laughs> Uh, that's why I'm a Star Trek fan. Um, but uh, Morgan Freeman, before his accident, I don't know if he's still a pilot, but his flight doctor is in the Enterprise area. So Morgan Freeman would show up like for his yearly flight physical around Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jessica, you're going to kill me for this. The guy who plays Daryl? In in Walking Dead, that would be oh boy, that would be Norman Reedus. 
That would be her crush. <laughs> Norman, like Norman Reedus, if if you want to meet him, all you have to do is show up to Scottsboro a couple of weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, he, he goes to Scottsboro quite often. <laughs> um, and Scottsboro has unclaimed baggage, which yes. is another yep. nerdy thing yes. where you can go and see that, that little statue of <laughs> that hoggle. That little thing of yeah. ho- hoggle, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Monet, the, the funny thing there is, is we actually have a, a list of topics that we're eventually going to cover. Unclaimed baggage is in that list. Well, for half a year, it's been on there. <laughs> it's been on there a long time. Well, I'm like, you guys have got to go and see this. It's, it's it is. Well, it, it's they hobble, created a whole shrine to from, it. Yeah. But, and they and they properly maintain it too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They well, will actually okay. take it out and they'll. Yeah. They'll do, do the corn. You know what happened to it, though, right? Oh, it <laughs> was they someone actually, tried to steal it. Well, no, wait. You know that they got it, and then uh-huh. they they let someone that wasn't quite a professional restore yeah. it, and it kind of looked like a um, <laughs> a weird lady of the evening, yeah. <laughs> um, a very yeah, a very worn down lady of the evening. And um, I saw some pictures of it, but then they got somebody that came in and actually did a a rescue on it. So he looks a little bit more like mm-hmm. Hoggle again. So it still doesn't quite look because it was already deteriorating. The thing was yeah. made of latex. I mean, it's and latex, it was just kind of breaking yeah. down. But I mean, yeah, if you go up and look at it now, it looks great. It's yeah. phenomenal. I know that at one point in time, Jim Henson Studios sent lawyers to try to get it back, mm-hmm. and they failed because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, because, no I mean, we have received legally purchased it because it was unclaimed baggage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It legally claimed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if, if the person who properly restored it actually came from Jim Henson. Potentially. I, I'm not sure. Because, I mean, I could see them. I could see, depending on when it happened, I could see Jim or even possibly his son being so concerned for mm-hmm. for something that's that historical mm-hmm. to their their brand to want to do it right. And mm-hmm. like volunteer to do it right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we may need to, because we haven't touched on that in the podcast yet. We may need to, since we're doing the video version now, go up there as a as a foursome and yeah, do yeah, some video yeah. up there if they'll let us. Yeah, I've always oh, wanted. I've, let you. I've always wanted to go up there. Yeah, I've wanted to visit that. Sounds like a future trip. Mm-hmm. And you know <laughs> what? I'll be honest. Uh, one of the heavier jackets I have, uh, a leather bomber jacket I got from there. You can get all kinds of stuff cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's it's from I mean, all around the world. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah. I am one of the few Alabamians that actually have blue jeans with the fleece lining and stuff. So, like, <laughs> when I'm on a motorcycle at, on, during the yeah. winter, yeah, you know, I'm not freezing to death. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And to think it was in someone else's baggage at some point. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we have thoroughly enjoyed having you on this evening, hearing your stories, and appreciate the questions for us. And mm-hmm. yeah, we'd thanks. love to have you yeah. back on in the in the oh, near future. I would, I would love to come back. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. You know, Southern hospitality is a thing, and you even showed it here in this podcast. Oh, thanks. Uh, sure thing. And yeah, and, and now that we know that, uh, of course, Bo has known that you're you're local to the Birmingham area. We all ought to get together yeah. at some point and hang out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, would love that. So we'll pull up uh, his channel again really quickly, Mondane Designs. You can find him on YouTube. We'll have a link 
you know, the descriptions of uh, both the uh, the audio feeds and the video feeds. And before we hop off, I need to know about your music, your intro music on there. That is the most soothing intro music of any channel I've ever heard. With the with the heavy downbeat towards the end when I finish yes. speaking. Okay, so that's actually from the YouTube free audio archive. Really? Yes. <laughs> and I clipped it out and stuff and did a little bit of editing um, because people at my work have shown me how to edit things. Uh, I actually work with someone who worked on Captain America Winter Soldier. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and he, he gave me a couple of hints on like, try this, do this, mm-hmm. you know, try these things. And and I'm probably going to keep going back to him and, and asking for some more help with things. Nice. Okay. But yeah, it's it's actually just stock audio from their free library of stuff. <laughs> uh, I absolutely love it because when I started watching a few of your videos, I'm like, man, I put this on and just yeah, just be completely soothed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, fantastic. We'll go ahead and wrap up here just a little bit. We want you to visit us on our social media channels. You can visit Bama Geeks on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and of course, here on the YouTube feed. If you liked what you see, please give us a like, give us a thumbs up, and subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that stuff. (laughs) And of course, uh, this full video version is available on Patreon patreon.com slash Bama geeks. That's where uh, you can get a whole bunch of bonus content. The full video, the full interview here with Matt will be available there for Patreon members. And we'll push out some clips of the episode throughout the next couple of weeks. Make sure you join us on Facebook, our big community that we have the Bama geeks front porch. As we always say, we like to sit on the front porch here in Alabama and just shoot the breeze and relax and that's what Mm -hmm. you can do in our facebook group so make sure you hit us up there and uh again matt thank you so much for being on man yeah thanks thank you (laughs) we'll definitely get into some more local geeky topics with you like i said in the near future next episode episode 27 we're going to have another guest we'll go ahead and tell you who it is we've teased him for the patreon members (laughs) but we're going to have steven clark And if you ever deal with the Back to the Future official uh, social media channels, go to Mm backtothefuture.com. That is all under the loving care of Mr. Stephen Clark. And he is from Alabama, but yet he holds all the official communication channels for Back to the Future for the entire franchise. So we're going to talk to him and we'll... uh, find out exactly how he got involved and how he became friends with Bob Gale and uh, so many of the cast members. So that'll be episode 27 coming up the first episode in April. Yep. Well, guys, anything else before we call it a night? I'm good down here in my little corner of this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, uh, a Modane. Thank you. This has been one of the more interesting episodes we've had in a while. Yeah. And, and and you've listened to our episodes. We like to ramble and it tends to be fairly interesting. So, I mean, that's that's a huge compliment. You know? I mean, I, I enjoy all of it. I'll even go back and watch this one. <laughs> Got to make sure you look good, man. You know? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look good, hair you feel good. There you, you go. feel good, you look good. <laughs> all right. 
Well, we're going to wrap up episode 26. And uh, like I said, visit Mundane Designs on YouTube. And we'll get them on back here with us again very, very soon. That's it. Good night. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Good day. Good night. Whenever you're listening. Bye. <laughs>